Vishnu Sahasranam 729 Shatanana, he who is many faced. Shat means a hundred and anana means face. Now, in English, as probably in many languages, we have the saying two-faced, the idiom two-faced. If we say that someone is two-faced, it's not good to say that about it. It, it describes someone in a disparaging way in that they... <clears throat> show themselves to you as being friendly, but then they betray, they get your trust and then betray it, or they, they, when they deal with you, they're very friendly, but they speak behind your back, which is another idiom. They speak badly of you to others. So what to speak of someone who's a hundred-faced? Maybe that could be considered a serious personality disorder. Within modern psychology, they analyze people who have multiple personality disorder. That they, at different times, they appear to act in and think and in such different ways that it's, it's as if they're different personalities at different times. In a more traditional explanation of this is that they're possessed by ghosts, that they have various spirits who have it taken over their bodies. So what are we talking about with Krishna being a hundred-faced? I'm going to talk little bit about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Jekyll if you want to pronounce it, more like the Scottish. In my childhood and early teens, up to mid-teens, I used to read many books, uh, mostly what we call a, a good standard of literature. <clears throat> I learned many things, I got various perspectives on life by doing so, but I eventually stopped reading all such books, even though there are so many deep insights from many perceptive people who are writing the books, but I stopped reading them because at some point I realized that these people, they provoke within you so many questions, but none of them have any real answers. That I later got from Srila Prabhupada's books. What a relief, reading Srila Prabhupada's books. All the questions that have been provoked in me by living in that body for a few years and no doubt carry on from previous lives and interacting with different people and reading different things and getting so many ideas and becoming confused just like Tapan Mishra was a Brahmin in East Bengal and when Nimai Pandit went there 
he approached Nimai Pandit because he was totally confused. He was called what he was called a, a boy poker, a bookworm, because he used to read so many different things and got so confused about sadhya, sadhana, tattva, the goal of life and how to attain it. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu just told him, Chant Hare Krishna! That's all you have to do. Uh, what is that? I'm just a... Sadhya sadhana tatta jikichu shakal hari nama shankirtane milibhi shakal. Simple, straightforward and clear. All the different, complex, extended discussions about the goal of life and how to attain it are resolved very simply in chanting the holy names of Krishna. It is the means to the end and it is the end in itself. Nothing more need be known than this. <coughs> so uh, I was a bookworm and I didn't meet Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but I met Srila Prabhupada through his books. One of the books uh, that came to my mind when I was preparing, meditating on this talk that I'm giving now was uh, one of the classics of English literature, one of the many classics of English literature, written in 1880 by Robert Louis Stevenson, a Scotsman, and it's called Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And in short, the story is something like this, that Dr. Jekyll is a respectable member of the civilized society as up to the present day, doctors are generally expected to be. But fiddling around in his laboratory one time he created some potion which after drinking it, it changed his whole visage, his whole appearance and his mentality. So he went out into the city and he did horrendous things. Uh, mistreating people, uh, at one point he killed someone. Uh, and one of the metaphors of the story is how he got away with it. He was able to get away with things, maybe not killing, he had to try to cover that up. But, but he could get away with things at some price because he looked like a gentleman. <clears throat> and the story, the story goes on. After some time of being Mr. Hyde, he would revert to his original identity as Dr. Jekyll and he should have stopped taking the potion but he went on taking it and at some point he realized after he, he was doing more and more bad things and he wasn't very happy with it but at the same time he wasn't very happy being a bad man when he was when he was in his original form but at the same time he had some diabolic addiction to that And it came to a point where he just completely flipped and he couldn't remain as Dr. Jekyll at all. And then 
As far as I remember, he committed suicide. So it's uh, a metaphor for the bad elements within good people. How we're addicted, even when we're trying to be good, but we're addicted to the bad within us. We are someone who's in this material world is good. Very rarely are they fully good because we're in the material world because we're bad. And there's that tendency to do bad things. Therefore, Arjuna asks Krishna a very relevant question. Atakena prayukta yam papam charati purushaha anichanapi varshaya baladivanyojita. Arjuna asks Krishna, why is it that we do bad things almost as if we're forced? And we know it's wrong, but still we do it. Why? And Krishna replies, Kama Esha, Krodha Esha, Rajoguna Samudbhavaha, Mahashana Mahapapma, Vidhyena Mehavayana. It is lust that is the deep rooted, I'm, I'm ex expanding on what Krishna says, the deep rooted desire, Karmashaya, we find. Elsewhere in Shastra it's stated, for instance, in Sriman Bhagavatam, there's a deep reservoir of desire for material enjoyment within our hearts. That is, uh, that when we come in contact with Rajaguna, when Rajaguna, the mode of passion, becomes prominent in our consciousness, then we th these desires, they surface. And then karma esha, krodha esha. From desire comes krodha, anger, frustration. And it's implicit in this because Krishna's already discussed this is the path to fall down, total bewilderment. So it's very dangerous. Therefore, uh, Krishna recommends that we act in a manner that we will cultivate spiritual knowledge, we will act in the mode of goodness, because coming in contact with the mode of passion is very dangerous, can excite uh, very wrong desires within us. A famous example is that of Ajamil, a very pure Brahmin, situated in his activities and in his consciousness fully in the mode of goodness but then he by chance if you want to believe in chance but by the arrangement of providence he he came across a scene that provoked in him the mode of passion he saw a man and a woman lustily embracing which awoke within his heart a desire for sinful, lusty enjoyment, which he wasn't even aware of. He was married, he had a wife, but we can understand from this narration that he was uh, living according to the principle of a pious householder. Dharmavi rudho bhuteshu kamosmi bharadasha. Krishna says that the 
lusty or, or, or the combination of man and woman. Dhamavi, which is enacted for the sake of dharma, that is a representation of Krishna. It's not gross physical or mental lust. So we all have this bad tendency within us. So when we hear about Vishnu having a hundred faces, and having a hundred faces is a metaphor, as was discussed in previous names, for having many or unlimited faces, we might think that, wow, that's, uh, he's really got a problem. I, I, I have bad tendencies, but and I, I, I sometimes feel a, a, a bad personality emerging in my consciousness, but he's really got a problem, but it's not like that. He has hundred faces, and they're all good. It's not that one is better than another, but he has many forms uh, for many reasons that's been discussed just in the previous names of where we've been through just now. Uh, one thing is that Krishna, he's full of life. He loves life. He is life. So many people, when they wake up in the morning, the daily grind, they wake up and they go, oh no, another day. A friend of mine at school told me that his father who had well positioned in a company, uh, but he he went through so many alarm clocks because it was his habit when the alarm clock went off in the morning to pick it up and smash it on the floor. <laughs> he didn't like it. Didn't like. It. That just shows that he's not happy with his life. But Krishna, he's so happy with his life that practically he doesn't sleep. He just makes a, he comes home after a, a night of frolicking, unbeknown to his darling mother. So as not to disturb her, he comes home and lies down as if he's deeply asleep. And then he gets up and he's, he's enthusiastic about every single day. And so are his friends. They're all enthused. Oh, another day, great. Let's go and see Krishna. Oh, we're going to go out and take all the cows out again. And Krishna's so enthusiastic about life, and he's so enthusiastic about his devotees that he expands himself into many different forms to enjoy pastimes to interact with the different devotees as they like to interact with him. So for Krishna to have a hundred faces is not something damnatory at all. Rather, it's another of Krishna's great glories. In fact, if we, if we say to an ordinary person, oh, you're two-faced, oh, that's a, that's a very great indictment. If we say to Krishna, you're two-faced, 
Well, it actually is for him also, because he, not two, not just two. I mean, even Lord Brahma has the smallest, most minuscule Lord Brahma has four heads, and then there are some with hundred, ten heads, hundred heads, thousand heads, million heads, millions of millions of heads. Even Lord Brahma can have many heads. Many of these names we have in uh, <clears throat> Vishu Sahasranama, they can be applied to others also. <clears throat> head, you know, Anana specifically means face more than head, but yeah, to have a face you have to have a head, right? So Brahma has a hundred heads, then he has a hundred faces. And with Brahma also, uh, <clears throat> he's a very great personality, but he, with, with different heads, he, different manifestations of the cosmos, they arise, uh, we see in the narrations, just coming to my mind of the, uh, who is that, Vishvarup, was it? The, the Brahman I mentioned in the sixth canto, he had, he had three heads. One for reciting the Vedic hymns, one for drinking Somaras, and the other for drinking wine, because he was of mixed caste. The Somaras was, he was drinking because, the Brahmana, Somaras he drank due to his lineage in the demigod line and the, the wine because that was the demoniac blood within him. <clears throat> so Krishna, the whole point of Vishnu Sahasranama, one of the many, 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 many important points is that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is very, very different from anyone in this world. Not only is he different from Mr. Hyde, the bad characters, but he's also different from Dr. Jekyll, the good character, or someone who's trying to be good. Krishna doesn't try to be good. He's naturally good. Now that might sound like a very boring person, always good. Don't they ever do anything wrong? Actually, one reason why Krishna, especially, more than the... Uh, more than other avatars, is so loved, is because he's a naughty boy. And you think he was naughty in his childhood. Whew. You don't want to talk about what he, what he got into when he became a little older. I mean, it's really, really not going to talk. And, and uh, better not to discuss it. Yes, we should, we should discuss it. But better discuss it with people who understand that intrinsically Krishna is good. He doesn't do any bad. So even when he appears to do bad, it's all good. There are some rascals who have the idea that Krishna, well, he was quite good, but he did a lot of bad things. But next time he comes, he'll be good only. Uh, such people should be kicked in the face with boots. 
That's a parampara statement. I learned it from Srila Prabhupada. Uh, they got it very, very wrong. They're trying to judge Krishna from our standpoint. But how can you judge him from our standpoint when he's in such a completely different category to us? We are we're the very moralistic Dr. Jekyll we're trying to be. But we all have the Dr. Hyde within us. Krishna doesn't. He, everything he does is good. Everything he does is auspicious. All right, then, quoting from the Acharyas who have commented on this name, uh, in this series of names that have come up in this verse, uh, we've quoted uh, many times from the 11th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, uh, which is quite suitable to describe Vishvamurti, Mahamurti, Deeptamurti, Anekamurti, Shatamurti, and now Shatanana. The 11th chapter of Gita describes the Vishvarupa, the universal form of Krishna. So again, the Acharyas quote uh, from the 11th chapter of Gita to shed light on the name Shatanana, many-faced. Aneka bhaktra nayanam aneka adbhuta darshanam aneka divyam bharanam divyaneko dhyatayudham He has innumerable mouths and eyes, which means he has aneka. Aneka, he has many, or innumerable, can be translated. Uh, Mouse and eye, which means he has many faces. Just so many amazing things to be seen in him. So many marvelous aspects. Many divine ornaments and many divine weapons. This is actually the beginning of the description of the Vishvarupa. This is the first verse of Sanjay. Uh, Sanjay describes to Dhritarashtra how Krishna is showing to Arjuna. Then, uh, from the 13th chapter of Gita, about Krishna's many faces, Sarvata Pani Padam Tat Sarvatokshi Shiro Mukham Sarvata Shutiman Loke Sarvam Abrita Tishtati Everywhere are his hands and feet Sarvata, everywhere. His eyes, heads, and mouths everywhere, which means his faces. His ears are everywhere because he hears. He hears everything everywhere, which means he has ears to hear, right? We heard about his head. It's not, a, not, not an earless head. Uh, he's heard about, like Kami said, he's heard about in various ways. And in this way, he exists covering everything. Uh, quoting from Shvetashvatara Upanishad, Brahman is Krishna, ultimately is described as Sarvanana Shiro Griva Sarvabhuta Guha Shayaha. He, yeah, Brahman, Brahman, is, Madhvacharya especially insists 
the Brahman as described, especially in the Upanishads, refers to Vishnu. And of course the impersonalists won't accept this, but here we have from Svetasvata Upanishad that Brahman has many faces, Saravanana, heads, necks, and resides in the hearts of all living beings. So here's a myth. Face means a person. Who is that person? Exactly. Well, Atato Brahma Jignasa, we should inquire. And what is the answer? Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. That Brahman is Krishna, Vishnu. <clears throat> Another meaning of this name is uh, Anana. It can mean opening. So the face, there are so many openings. The mouth, the eyes, the ears, the nose. These are generally counted as the openings, although actually there are so many openings if we include the pores of the hairs. But these are the main openings. So Anana, Satyadeva Vashishta says, that through these openings, Bhagavan has arranged for the living beings to sustain their life. We require to see, we require to hear, we require to breathe, we uh, require to ingest food. These are all the arrangements of Bhagavan by which um, the living beings are able to sustain their lives in this world. So this uh, Shatanana, according to what we just um, read in from Shvetashvata Upanishad, that can be synonymized as Sarvara. So in one sense, all the faces are representations of Krishna's face in as much as he creates and sustains them all. And then, uh, very similar to this, is another meaning of this name. He has created various life forms and provided the means for their survival. Uh, very interesting uh, meaning is given by Sri Radha Krishna Shastri. Different faces, uh, just like Srila Prabhupada said about crossing the Atlantic Ocean. It was unusually calm during the crossing, and Srila Prabhupada wrote that if the if the ocean had shown a different face, he used that idiomatic usage, then he, he might not have been able, Srila Prabhupada might not have been able to survive the sea journey, the voyage. So face in this aspect can mean can mean aspects. 
uh, I saw a, just like a, a mountain peak may have different faces. I suppose the minimum would be three. Trikuta, there's a famous heavenly mountain described in Bhagavatam and so many other Puranas. Uh, and they may have several faces and they, they're all different. They have different angles. Uh, so some of them are quite easy to ascend if you want to waste your time and life and risk your life by doing mountaineering. Uh, some of them, one face may be very difficult to ascend, another face may be very easy, relatively speaking. Uh, so we say also that, uh, <coughs> we may say about someone, oh, I saw a different face of you today. Generally, that may be disparaging if we, we, we're surprised by someone's bad behavior, uh, which we didn't expect of them. I saw a different, a different face of you today. <clears throat> of course, sometimes people, they, sh they do, <laughs> that's it, deceitfulness again, they show a different face. Uh, just like the philanthropist, he makes lots of money by exploiting poor people. Then he makes a big show of uh, being a philanthropist by giving a, a tiny a fraction of his profits to do some so-called welfare work for the poor people. Just like, for instance, they'll make a big show of donating for midday meals for children to go to school. Uh, and so, yes, we're very interested in uplifting the poor people. But they were, this, the so-called philanthropist wants an, an educated population so that he can get his work done. And then there are plenty of people he can hire with sufficient education to do his job so that, so that the profits go down. So, sorry, sorry, so the profits go up. So that, the, uh, so that he can hire them for dirt dirt cheap wages. And he get his tax he get his tax benefits and people say, oh he's very, very good. He's doing so giving so much money in charity. So it's it's a cynical I'm being cynical. They're being, their charity is is self-motivated. So <clears throat> seeing a different face, um, different aspect of the personality. It's the same person. Just like someone might be a, a professor in the university, but he's also a member of the local church choir. It's a different face of him. When he's in the church choir, he's not being a philosophy professor. It's the same person, but people Different people relate to different aspects of him. The people who like to relate to him as the professor, such as his students, and there are other people who like to relate to him as a member of the church choir, the, the fellow members of the choir. <clears throat> so in the same way, the same person, Krishna, is seen by different people. It's the same absolute truth. They may not even see him as Krishna, but they're, they're seen by different people 
in different ways. And Radha Krishna Shastri gives the example of the Jains. Everyone's ultimately searching for Krishna. The Jains, they, they, they speak very badly of Krishna actually, but ultimately they're searching for the absolute truth, we hope. The Buddhists, they will deny there is any absolute truth or any truth or any absolute or anything or any no-thing. But they're, they're out after something. They're doing something. There is such a phenomenon as Buddhism, where they have some aim and some goal. So ultimately they're searching for Krishna. But it's a very different approach to that of the Jains. And then what to speak of the Nyai, the Mimamsa, the Dvaitavad, the Advaitavad. Ultimately, they're all looking for Krishna. And then what to speak of different faiths within the world? Islam, and then again, <coughs> the, the Allah of Islam is, we can understand that the Allah of Islam is the same as the Jehovah, who, that's the English word used for the for God, especially as understood in the Old Testament. And then we also have the Ishvara of the, uh, in the yoga philosophy and in the um, Bhagavat philosophy and in the, the Advaita Vada also speaks of Ishvara in the Vedic tradition, we can say. In the, in the Upanishads, Tamishvaranam Paramam Maheshvaram. <clears throat> so it's the same, although uh, many will disagree. No, our Allah is not your Krishna. No, no way. Uh, but we, from the more inclusive Vedic tradition, see that everyone is ultimately going toward Krishna, or searching after Krishna. So in this way, he has many faces. He presents himself to different people according to their approach to him. Krishna says, I reciprocate with different people according to the way they approach me. They may approach me in different ways, but even the atheists, uh, they can't escape Krishna. Everyone's within Krishna's scope. Everyone is within Krishna's jurisdiction. Everyone's looking for Krishna, ultimately. Sri Baladeva Vidyabhushan equates the name Shatanana. Uh, very much with the previous name, Shatamurti, which of course is completely admissible. Uh, he who has hundreds of forms, they all have faces. So he who has hundreds of faces. May the always blissful, smiling face of Krishna. Did you ever see Krishna not smiling? always enchantingly, entrancingly beautiful, 
as he holds his flute to his face. In this regard, let's just have a look at this. We'll finish this talk with one of the many descriptions of Krishna's beautiful face, which is the ultimate ornament on his beautiful body. Uh, that's why the tenth canto of Bhagavatam is, is considered to be just like the beautiful, smiling face of Krishna. And here's a description of Krishna. Smeram bhangi traya parichitam sachi vistirna drishtim Vangshinyastadhara Kishalayam Ujvalang Chandrakena Govindakyam Haritanam Ita Kesha Tirtopakante Ma Prekshishtastavayadisake Bandhu Sange Stiranga. So this is a verse telling us to look at the face of Krishna, is it? No. My dear friend, if you are indeed attached to your worldly friends, do not look at the smiling face of Lord Govinda as he stands on the bank of the Yamuna at Kishighat, casting sidelong glances. He places his flute to his lips, which seem like newly blossomed twigs. His transcendental body, bending in three places, appears very bright in the moonlight. So, in a roundabout way, actually in a completely opposite way, Rupa Goswami is saying, run to Krishna. Krishna plays his flute. The cows run to him. The cowherd boys run to him. The cowherd girls, the gopis, they run to him. So our whole human life should be one. Running, 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 running. Don't relax. Don't stop. Don't take a break. Run, 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 run to Krishna. And ultimately, we will be blessed with the glance from Krishna's beautiful, smiling face. That is the ultimate goal of hearing about, chanting about, remembering Lord Krishna, which we're trying to do here by reciting Sri Vishnu Sahasranama. Mancha kalpa tarubhyascha kripa sindhubhyavacha patitanam pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Dante Nidhaya Chunakam Padayani Patya Kudvacha Kakushatameta Daham Brahminima He Sadava Sakala Eva Vihaya Durat Goranga Chandacharne 